This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration, and discover proven real-world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media, the company that keeps the lights on in our studio, including our Take Action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more repeat and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead generation, print marketing, social media content, geographic farming, and more. We've had the opportunity to help over 100,000 entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. It's really been amazing. If you'd like to see how we can help you and your business, be sure to check out ReminderMedia.com slash marketing. That's ReminderMedia.com slash marketing. Take action on that today. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acri. And Mr. Luke Acri. Yes. You are uh, like a, uh, a superstar. I'm a superstar now. I've done one event. Yeah, and all the images I make tell it you look what? like I'm an influencer. Was, I love it. It was the pyro. Yeah, I, I said we just was. everyone needs just to walk around with pyro and your credibility well, is Megan, immediately because increased. We're referring to my speech at eight percent. We came out. You come out with music when they introduce you. Pyro going. And I was like, this is how I need to be welcomed home <laughs> every night from Evelyn, Will, and Megan. And here he comes. Well, He's a marketing genius. Absolutely. Well, part of that was, um, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago about how, you know what you learned from from that experience of being sure. on stage but you know sometimes that communication comes down to a more intimate level maybe it's a team meeting you know you might be speaking on stage but maybe it's a team meeting maybe it's a one-on-one meeting so today yeah. we wanted to talk about kind of six bullet points that you put together on how to become just an incredible communicator uh in general so right sort yeah. of being able to influence and communicate um tactfully, but also like with clarity with your audience how to yeah. connect with them you know the more and more i grow business or businesses, and I deal with people, the more I realize, man, there's two things that are insanely important. One is EQ, emotional intelligence. So your ability to read the room, and we'll talk about that a little bit, but then the the other thing is really your communication skills. Mm -hmm. Like your ability to talk to people at all different levels, in all different situations, is like if you can master the art of communication, it was Warren Buffett, I believe, that said, you know, you can increase your net worth by 50% if you master the skill of communication. Yeah. So here is the guy that is the oracle of Omaha in investing in the stock market in companies. And he thinks that the greatest investment you can make is in your communication skills because it will raise your net worth by at least yeah. 50%. And, and uh, Warren is actually a good communicator, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't think that by his personality type and by what he does for a living. Yeah. And, and it's actually, not something that comes naturally to us or not something certainly that we're taught in school. Like everything no. in school, it's sort of, it's up to you. You go home, you do your homework, you work on this, you solve this problem, you go through college, you do the same thing. And of course there's like public speaking classes and some people take those and you can learn to kind of communicate there. Then you get into the workforce and you have tasks and you're required to do X, Y, Z. And then you get to a point where you either find yourself in a position of influence where you're maybe in sales or you're in a position of influence within your organization where you're trying to create change or lead people. And I think that's where people need to get hit with the harsh reality of how important it went from, okay, I can work on this problem by myself to, oh, I need to now communicate and influence others to work on this. With yeah. Me. We have a, an amazing executive in our organization that is actually one of the smarter people in our organization, but doesn't communicate the best. He's talking so, about me folks. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Josh. And then when I reveal <laughs> it, no, it doesn't communicate the best. You're a great communicator, but it, and they can't get their ideas mm. done. Yeah. 
they can't get things accomplished in, in across the finish line simply because they can't communicate with clarity, but more importantly, with influence yeah. that gets buy-in to get people to take action. Yeah. And I think, you know, the first bullet point that I wrote down that is the most important for great communication, especially when you're one-on-one, is to be a great communicator. You have to be an amazing listener, yeah. an amazing observer. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be able, great communicators read the room. Mm-hmm. They read the situation. And one of the greatest things you can do in business, in marketing, in relationships, is put yourself in the other person's shoes. Yeah. So you have a message you want to share, but for that message to be impactful, to have influence, you have to put yourself in the other person's shoes to understand how they're going to perceive your message. Mm. Yeah. And most people don't do that. I think that that really hits on getting out of your own head as well. Because, and this happens with a lot of, I was actually looking into it a little bit just to see if I was, if my assumption was correct. And and introverted people tend to be more inward thinking. They tend to like to solve problems on their own. They tend to be more comfortable uh, uh, working inwardly. And then once the, once they come to the decision, they've kind of like, all right, now we're ready to go. Whereas extra, uh, extroverted people tend to be a little bit more, outward influencing and wanting to kind of bounce ideas yes. off of people. So this idea of staying out of your own head and being able to communicate from the perspective of the people that you're talking to and how they're actually going to receive that versus this idea of, okay, what do I think? What do I want to get across? How will people actually receive that? And then the other uh, point that I would put in here, that's really strong in terms of if you're trying to look for like a tangible way, like maybe you're not great at reading nonverbal clues or reading the, the, the room itself. That's something yeah. you can work on, but you want to ask for feedback and you want to ask for direct That's feedback. So if you're yeah. trying to, if you're speaking to a group or you're trying to kick off a project or you're trying to work directly with a prospect, you want to ask their feedback and you want to ask like open-ended questions and a great open-ended question that is really great on like interviews and things like that is, so what questions do you have for me? Yes. Like if this assumes that you're not speaking to a group of a large room of people, you're speaking to a smaller group or one-on-one, you know, so what questions do you have, have for me? Will then force them to almost repeat back to you or sort of reveal how they perceived your message in the first place, which will help you moving forward with clarifying That's so your good. message. Yeah. Silence is okay. And that is like, I'm preaching to myself here because I'm terrible at this. Not on a podcast but, though. Silence yeah. is not very effective on a but podcast. But in a though, <laughs> right? Even in an interview, right? When you listen to people get interviewed, whether it's, you know, politicians or, you know, presidents or whatever, great leaders, when they're asked a question, the ones who stop, mm. think, and then answer, their answer is so much more impactful just because of the silence. Yeah. Just because of the they you can see that they thought about their answer. Where um not as experienced communicators like myself for many, many years and even today, is you respond so fast. Yeah. And because you think it's about energy, and there's a part of it that's about energy. But it's also about making sure people understand that you're really taking seriously what you're asking. That's a great point. I love that. Second bullet point you wrote down here was this idea of the law of connecting. Yeah. So this is John Maxwell. John Maxwell obviously is the godfather of communication. Uh, He wrote the book on it. Uh, So, so much of what I uh, have learned in in practice comes from him and from others in in the space. But this law of connecting is most of the time we're communicating for what we want Mm -hmm. and we're not allowing vulnerability and transparency in our, in our conversations. Yeah. And, um, I think it's really powerful 
for people to understand who you are and what you're feeling. So a lot of people might coach you never tell people that you're nervous when you're on stage. Mm-hmm. I totally disagree. And John Maxwell disagrees. Mm. If you're nervous, you can share with people that you're nervous. Yeah. If this is your first speech, you can share with people it's your first speech. The audience, now you have to deliver, but the audience will actually um, appreciate you more, connect with you more. And I wrote down what John Maxwell said. He said this, success is a terrible separator and keeps us from people. People may be impressed with your strengths, but they connect with you through your weakness. And if you think about that, it is so true. It's like you're impressed by people who are successful, but you don't really connect from the standpoint of like, oh, this person really gets me. The ones who are great communicators, the um, Eric Thomases of the world, the Ed Milets, how do they connect with you? They share their history. Mm. I was, if you're Eric Thomas, I was on the street, homeless, eating out of a dumpster. Ed Milet, I was driving a fake Mercedes. Like I was just like you. I was putting on this persona that I thought I was successful. They they literally reveal their weaknesses to connect so then they can move the emotion of somebody because emotion is what causes people to take action. Yeah, some of the bullet points underneath this idea of the law of connection I pulled here real quick because I think it, it hits on what you're saying, which is the idea of connecting with yourself, understanding who you really are and your history. Communicate with openness, which is what you're hitting on. Knowing your audience, mm. so knowing who you're actually speaking to, living your message. So if you're saying one oh, that's thing a great one. and doing something else, people won't take that seriously. Meet them where they are is another idea of connecting with that weakness weaknesses, focusing on them, and then most importantly, believing in them. So not just trying to, you know, be up there because you want to be the big shot, but actually believing that the people that you're speaking to can do what you're saying. And then uh, at the end here, offering direction. John Maxwell, Ed Milet, Tony Robbins, um, Eric Thomas, (laughs) right? All that I would consider top of the top when it comes to public speaking, communication skills. When they're asked before they go on stage, what are you thinking about? Yeah. Most people are thinking about what? Their topic, their bullet points, their notes, what they're going to say. I'm just thinking about the people in the audience. Yeah, I'm just thinking about how can I serve them? Mm-hmm. How can I give back to them? And I um, focused on that for 8%. Like mm-hmm. when I was backstage, of course I'm nervous, all these things, but I just kept thinking to myself that thought of Get there are, you know, a thousand people in this room, thousand individuals. How can I serve them and give to them the knowledge that I know that I've lived that will maybe advance their life. And it's just about giving. I don't need them to like me. I don't need them to laugh at my jokes. I don't need them to smile at me. I just want to give to them all that I have. Yeah. So hopefully it will resonate. And it did. But yeah. that that helped me a ton and before my speech. ties perfectly into the next one, this idea of speaking with conviction and speaking on what you truly believe in. Yeah, yeah. So this, this you can tell, man, when you get around <laughs> people who believe what they say and do what they say, honestly, is you want to speak with conviction and you need to think about it. It's like, what would you die for right now? What do you believe in so much that you would give, and maybe death is too far extreme, but that's well, a good way to you know put it out there. But what would you sacrifice yeah, for? Yeah. What would you give up your time, your energy, your money? That's a conviction. And not to be funny, like not to almost oversimplify it. You said, uh, what would you give up your time for? That's literally what would you die for? Yes. Because you're not getting that time back. Man, so good. Literally, like you should be doing things and speaking on things that you actually have conviction around. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that conviction is going to be portrayed. If you think about like what really moves people in sales is confidence. People want to buy from people that they believe 
believe in what they're saying. Yeah. And one of the greatest things you can get in sales is to understand it's not about making that other person believe. It's about making that other person believe that you believe what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Because people want to follow people that believe in what they're saying, believe in the cause, believe in the mission, believe in the results, whatever it is that you're selling, whatever it is that you're trying to do. And you've got to display that. And a lot of times this comes from, and this goes really into the next law, which is this idea of preparation, yep. right? The next point here. But it's like, how do you display confidence and conviction? Confidence comes from competence. You can't get competence without preparation. Yeah. Right? So it's like, if you want to speak with conviction on a subject matter, you have to have competence on that subject matter, which means you have to have put in the work. Yeah. Like, where did I get my skills of communication from? You know, we've done how many episodes of this podcast now? 485. 485. Go watch our first episodes. I mean, rough. They were great. But before that, man, I was in a band. Welcome to Stay Paid. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Stay Paid, the sales <laughs> and marketing podcast is to, to change your life. I was in a band from 13 to like 19. I was the front man of the band. Were you always involved in like church also in front of people? Always involved in church. So in front you, of people. you had a from, so from even an Yeah, from age. like 11, 12, 13 years old, I am speaking to crowds. Yeah. I am trying to influence people going, hey, clap your hands. And when they don't <laughs> clap, you still look them down and stare into their soul with a big smile clap and say, no, hands. clap your hands, get up and dance. Those things, like it, it teaches you the art of communication and influence and holding to your conviction. Like I used to tell my um, band before we would get on stage, I look at them and I go, no matter what, you smile and you're having the best time of your life because that smile and what you're personifying there will go across to the audience way more than the words we're saying. Yeah. And if we hold true to that conviction and we get out there and we actually do that and we say, clap, dance, this is the best day of your life, people never failed. Always after our shows come up, man, I just loved watching you guys. You guys were just having a blast. And it could have been horrible. We in our brains were thinking the sound sucks. This is terrible. It's hot. Like, oh man, we're messing up, you know, all this stuff. But you're you're personifying that conviction to people, and you only get that through preparation, through actually preparing, through actually going, this is who we're gonna be. If you choose who you're gonna be in the moment, you will die. Yeah. If you choose who you're gonna be before the moment, then you have a chance to hold. Mm. So if you, whoever you are, whatever your conviction is, whatever you're trying to accomplish, you can't decide in the moment. You have to decide before you get there. You can rarely ever teach to someone something you haven't taught to yourself. You can't deliver what you haven't developed. It's the same. Mm -hmm. You have to develop the skill set that you want to communicate to somebody so you can deliver it yeah. with conviction. And you, that comes to preparation. You brought this point up a couple episodes ago, but we've talked about it before, this idea of of preparing for your pitch or recording, uh, most specifically, re like if you're in real estate right now, record your listing presentation. Yes. Right? Sit, put, put your phone, no matter how, I don't care how uncomfortable it is, you're the only one that's going to see it, so it doesn't really matter. If it's that uncomfortable and bad watching it back, that means you have a lot of work to do. Record yourself doing your listing presentation and do it 20 times. Do it 30 times. Do it 50 times until you are that confident and you feel that good about your presentation that you can go out and do that without even having to think about it. And then you can actually focus on the people you're speaking to and your beliefs versus what you're saying. Yeah, you're I recorded my 8% speech on my computer it had to be 15 20 times yeah uh which is which is impressive because you could naturally go up and wing it yeah i you probably actually, could you actually could wing it yeah. so just the ability to uh, do that anyway the discipline to do but that are you anyway. gonna wing it or are you gonna work at it 
Yeah. You, get, you know what I mean? You're going to wing it. Professional that. Professionals don't wing it. Yeah. They work at it. Yeah. Love it. Number five, kiss. Keep it simple. Stupid. Yes. All right. I wasn't sure if there was a different variation of this that you had. Well, if your name begins with an S, add your name, but keep it simple. (laughs) Simple stike. Yeah, there you go. But um, yeah, great communicators take complex concepts and break them down to simple things. I struggle with this one the absolute most. Like this is the one that I struggle with the most. And so what I've done is to, you know, and rather uh, intentionally is I will try and explain some of these things to my kids and, or I'll pretend like I'm explaining to my kids or I'll actually walk them through it and see if they understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, I love that. Because they talk about what you have, a, I don't know if you have a, yeah, to communicate your message on an eighth grade level, Yeah, you know? And so like, if you have kids or think about how you would explain things to your children, it's pretty much the same way. And it's, it's, cause so- you kind of have to start at the beginning, assume they know nothing and build yeah. your foundation. And you have there. to work at that. Yeah. Like that's a skill set. Now I'm not a writer. You're more the writer and the content guy and work with writers all the time. But I bet you it's a lot easier to crank out uh, two pages of something than it is to get your whole message within just one paragraph. Oh, like yeah, you actually yeah, have to yeah. think about what you are saying with every word. But I would much rather read a paragraph and get the information than I would two pages to get the same information. Yeah, there's a famous quote. I can't remember what it was, but it's like, if you want me to give an hour speech, I can do it now. If you want me to give a 10-minute speech, uh, it'll take me a week. There you go. That's <laughs> that's the perfect way to say it. And so you want to be able to communicate on a level that anybody can understand, and you want to not be as verbose. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with this. Like, this is my hardest thing. It's like, deliver it in as few as words as possible, mm. right? Give people back the gift of time. Yeah. Uh, number six, uh, maybe the most important one, uh, especially in sales, but definitely uh, when trying to explain your idea is great communicators use stories. Yes. So they're not just out there rattling off a list of facts or rattling off yep. a list of to do's or here's yep. strategies. It's like, no, no, no. They connect through the power of storytelling. So when you record your listing presentation, your financial presentation, your insurance pitch, do you have any stories in there? Like, listen back to it. Do you have any stories to explain these concepts that you're doing? Because it will stick with people. Stats don't stick with people. Stories stick with people. But every speech that I've watched that I've given, I realize, wow, it's really these stories that even resonate with me. And I've heard this before. Yeah. But it's like the stats don't resonate. And so many people want to share stats. There's... um. You know, and if you're thinking about it through the lens of, let's just stick on the topic of your listening presentation, think back through the people that you've worked with and the experiences that you had and certain, you know, interesting, everyone has crazy stories, right? Mm-hmm. So think about that and how you can weave that in. Or if you want to use, like, if you want an example of someone who is fantastic at weaving in other business stories, like look at a Simon Sinek, yes. look at his uh, speech on the... Um, Sorry, help me out. Start here. with the why. Start with the why. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he does a fantastic job of walking through like Apple's story. You had the same experience uh, at eight percent, where you had this story of Red Bull, yes. and you don't want your stories to come across forced or fake or inauthentic. So you had the story of Red Bull, and you knew you wanted to deliver this story. You knew yes. you wanted to open with this story, but your thought process was like, "How do I make it? How do I make it as authentic feel real and as almost possible. impromptu?" Yes, and so that actually ended up. Fail, like you weren't well, able to well, use it because you messed got up on blessed. stage. I got lucky and I still kind of did my whole thought process was um, energy, right? This crowd was very energetic. 8% is all about energy, you know, this community that they created. And so I was like, man, I'm going to thank people for their energy because I love their energy. 
or it connects with me, but I'm going to go. Speaking of energy, did you guys hear the story about Red Bull? Yeah. And how literally they're on the verge of bankruptcy and they turned their whole company around by a crazy marketing strategy by throwing their Red Bull cans in the trash. <laughs> like that was going to be my opening type hook mm-hmm. and people would then lean in and go, what are you talking about? You know, type idea. But I was so nervous to be able to deliver it authentically. And I come out of the backstage walk, uh, you know, when the pyro's going off the music and I almost trip and fall on my face because there was a step I didn't see. Mm -hmm. And Cody, the host of the whole conference, saw that and he's laughing as I'm coming down the the catwalk, other people in the audience. And I ended up using that as my opening going, man, did you guys see I almost fell on my face? I said, that video would have gone viral and people are laughing. I said, but that's the thing about business and marketing. You got to be willing to fall on your face sometimes to be, to go viral and to make it. Mm -hmm. And then I go, man, and everybody's, you know, then I say, but I love you guys' energy. You know, speaking of energy, did you guys hear the story about Red Bull and how they almost went bankrupt? Yeah. Right. And then people leaned in and then from the very beginning, you have them hooked. Yeah. But because it's a story. And why did it, why are we making this point? Because I could come out and say the whole uh, thing behind the Red Bull story was Red Bull put their cans in the trash cans all around London. Yeah. And they literally created an illusion of popularity where people started seeing all these empty Red Bull cans and people started to go, wow, Red Bull's really popular. Even though they're on the verge of bankruptcy, not making it. These people are really, this is a really popular drink so it convinced the consumer to go try red bull mm-hmm. and that one marketing strategy turned everything around for him so what was i trying to teach i was trying to teach hey it's about frequency of getting your brand out there so i could have come out and said guys it's about frequency of getting your brand out there but that wouldn't have hooked anybody yeah that wouldn't have brought anybody in but the story of red bull to get that point across actually hooks people in and now they're listening and now i can talk about frequency of marketing love it there you go there are six ideas for how to become an incredible communicator. Thank you so much for listening. You can head over to statepaidpodcast.com for the show notes of this episode. And if you like this episode and want to show your support, head on over to Apple Podcast, drop us a five-star review along with a comment. We'll read it here on the show. And the best way to show your support is just to share, stay paid with somebody that you know. We really appreciate it. What do you call a reluctant potato? A hesitator. A hesitator, a tater, a hesitator. Oh, oh okay, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that one. If you want to get a hold of me, Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acree. Your action item from this is simple record your sales presentation. Record it, watch it back. Ask yourself, do you have stories? Are you actually keeping it simple? Are you applying these principles that allow you to connect with the audience? Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every business is top producers take action. Take action on that today.